All right, welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Fucking Not Podcast with your host, Daybars Open. This is the life and times of Millennial, episode nine, nine weeks deep. Thank you so much for everyone who tuned in over the last eight to nine weeks on this. Really appreciate, as always, all the support, all the feedback, good or bad. Again, I just, I honestly just appreciate people who just sit down and listen to it for, you know, the 45 minutes to an hour. I really, really appreciate that. Um, as always, if you want to hit us up and, you know, get in touch with me about certain topics you want me to go over again or certain topics you want me to discuss, uh, the Twitter page is at AFN Podcast. And the Instagram page is probably the most reliable source to get a hold of me is at absolutely fucking not. No, you after the F. Now, episode nine is entitled Fear. And uh, I'm going to touch base on that a little bit later. Uh, this topic came to me. Honestly, I was at a, at a, at a work event last week and just the, the idea of fear was a constant in my mind. So I figured, hey, let's talk about, you know, fear and, uh, you know, how fear plays a role in the decisions we make and the actions we take um, as a result of that. So I figured that'd be a cool thing to share. Some of my experiences with that, I um, also have my uh, little brother is going to join us, Chizea. Um Chizea is 23 years old. Um, I feel it would be unique to have uh, a, a voice that's A, you know, still millennial. Um, he's at that 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 age group where, you know, he's, he was born maybe a couple of years earlier. He wouldn't be a millennial, but he's someone who had certain expectations growing up in Orlando, um, certain expectations just, you know, going do, going to school and trying to do quote unquote the right thing and he has a very unique story man it's it's a it's a beautiful thing um i love him to death obviously that's because he's my brother but i think his story is super unique and uh you know we'll get into that a little bit later but i really think you'll, you'll enjoy our back and forth um but obviously the update is always on low-key danny um still very much a trend <laughs> um saturday really really didn't do much helping my girlfriend uh you know move um out of her apartment um so dealing with that, uh, went to church. That was super fun. Had sushi, delicious. You know, not keto friendly, but very, 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 very delicious. Um, so that was great. Honestly, just chilled, watched a movie Saturday. And again, typical couples relaxing Saturday. Um, but what was uh, fun on Sunday, as I mentioned, was the uh, Travis Scott concert. And that was honestly a fucking blast. But I'm going to sound as probably what our parents' generation thinks about us when they see us out is it was super annoying. I don't even know what the generation after us is called. I don't think it's Generation Z, but if it is, whatever the generation after us is, that group of freaking zero to, or I guess 12 to 19-year-olds, holy hell, why are you at a Travis Scott concert on a Sunday night? Like, I was surrounded by 14 to 15-year-olds. And I'm not exaggerating. They were 14 years old because I asked them how old they were. Um, it was just amazing to me that, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I got pretty expensive seats. I mentioned that before. And I'm like, how, like, why are you here? And then why are you, like, right next to me? And then why am I thinking about mosh pitting and probably be mosh pitting and maybe hitting a 15-year-old in the eye? Like, it was just insane. And these kids aren't just going, man. They're going, you know dripping head to toe in the latest fashion a bunch of drugs in their fanny packs like it was fucking ridiculous like that took me aback um but overall though it was a phenomenal time everything i want to happen that concert happened had a great time with my friends uh caught up with sam uh what else virgil was there djing travis brought out drake 
you know, saw Drake for the first time. So it was an amazing experience. But honestly, that uh, I could, I, I honestly just wish that uh, it was more people my own age. Again, I, that, that probably comes off super ironic because that's what other generations say about us, right? When they see us, I was like, oh, it's a bunch of millennials here. But uh, I genuinely felt that uh, I was surrounded by too many people who were just in their teens. And I'm like, yeah, I'm 30 years old at a rap concert. I'm not trying to be surrounded by kids. But either way, parents, don't have your fucking kids at a club at, I'm not a club, at a, at a concert on a Sunday night that doesn't finish till like 1230 at night. Like, what are you thinking? Like, your kids have school on Monday. Figure your shit out, man, because that was uh, probably poor parenting on a lot of people's part. But again, it's me off my uh, soapbox. Uh, great concert. Shout out to anyone who goes to see Astroworld. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, hit me up on the uh, on the Twitter page at AFN. But yeah, man, want to jump into um, a couple topics today. Again, the big one is fear, right? Um, I saw a couple things over in the last year that you know made me just understand more. And looking back at my own experiences, like the power that uh, that fear has on someone in uh, either reacting a certain way or just, you know, the the mental toll it can take on you. And I was reminded by a video, uh, obviously everybody knows Will Smith. Uh, for millennials, Will Smith is the person we looked up to on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as a brother you wanted. And obviously as we got older, you know, Will Smith has become the dad we wish we had, right? Even if you have your dad, you still, you know, you see Will Smith on Instagram. He became the Instagram king overnight just for just a positive message, right? Uh, a little bit different to the way Gary Vee and uh, other people do, but he had this one video he posted, and he was on, on the Oprah Winfrey Network, show, on the Oprah show, and it was like, uh, bliss is on the other side of fear, right? And he was talking about how when he jumped out of a plane, he was, uh, he was terrified at the very top when he got to 14,000 feet, but the second he jumped, he realized that the fear was pointless because... And going to that fear, he achieved one of the most blissful moments in his life. And that's why two years later, like I think a couple months ago, he, uh, he did uh, the bungee jumping thing in, uh, in, uh, in the Grand Canyon. But that reminded me of certain situations in my life where fear has overwhelmed me. And I actually haven't been able to achieve um, certain things in my life that maybe I've wanted to. And I was faced with that um, reminder last week. So to jump into it right away, I went to a, a ropes course. You know, it's, it's a ropes course. Uh, you know, is 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 the one here in South Florida. Um, the, the the common traits are they have like three different events. You do you do two indoor events where it's more group building. You know, trying to figure out how to do certain puzzles together as a team. Really trying to see how you uh, you know interact with other people and are you cognizant of other people's um, you know emotions and you know their um, you know, their mindset when maybe you're reprimanding them or not, you know, being aware of their feelings, right? So that's what the, the group events are for inside. And then outside, though, it's a, it's a ropes course. And it's, you know, usually consists of going up maybe like 50 feet, walking across a very thin rope, and then getting to the other side and climbing down. Like other ro- different rope courses are challenging. Um, but this one was the same exact one I went to when I got into my MBA program. And when I got, I am just a side note. I'm even though I'm six foot six, I am fucking terrified of heights. And I think it's probably because I'm at a higher level than most people because I'm so fucking tall. But I am terrified of heights. So I did. I attempted to do the ropes course two years ago, and I just wasn't successful. Like I was proud of myself for getting to the highest point, but I honestly had to climb down um, because I just could not. The fear overwhelmed me. Right, I could not see past. 
the current predicament of like, yo, I'm terrified of heights. I look down. I'm not fucking doing this shit. It's an achievement in itself for me to be here right now. And then fast forward two years and then realizing some, remembering the things that Will Smith said. I'm, I'm being serious. I got to that ropes course. The ropes event was the last thing we did at like 630 at night. It's already getting dark here. And I'm fucking, I went like fifth out of like seven of us. Um, and I'm psyching myself out of it. And then I just started stretching because uh, they always said a, a good thing before you ever give a speech or you're going into interview, you should stretch out, right? Because the anxiety you have kind of goes away when you're stretching your um, your body out. And I remember that because I used to always shake before giving a speech or going into interview. And I remember the times I would just stretch it out. That's my body relaxing itself. So I was stretching out before attempting to go up this ropes course again. And I was thinking about that Will Smith saying that the bliss is on the other side of fear. And I was like, yo, fuck this, man. I am doing this, right? I got to fucking take care of this, right? Because then I started thinking, like, yo, what's the worst, what's, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to try. And if I don't make it to the side, right, at least I tried doing it. And then if I do complete it, I'm going to be extremely happy and I will find bliss, right? So I got up there remembered exactly the exact moment where I freaked out two years ago, got that out of my head, and remember what Will Smith said, and I fucking climbed my six-foot-six ass across that thin-ass rope that's probably as wide as two fingers, and just did it, man. And I did it, and I looked down, and yes, I was fucking terrified, but I was super proud of myself for fucking achieving that. I called my, I called Pablo up, and was like, because Pablo was there with me two years ago when I failed to complete the course. I was like, yo, Pablo, I fucking did it, man. I fucking conquered this fear. Um, See, so yeah, I'm not saying that to give me kudos for fucking doing that, right? Because, again, it's a fucking ropes course. Six people did it before me and people were doing it nonstop. So, but the reason why that intrigued me so much is, and to do the entire episode on that, is because I wanted to look back at different times in my life that, I was extremely fearful of something, like scared to my wits. And how did I react? Was it a positive way? Was it a negative way? Did I fucking, did it crumble me or did I fucking propel and try to see it through the other side? And then I also want to see if the reason why I react a certain way, does it also represent other millennium, uh, millennial, sorry, traits that we've been talking about for the past nine weeks? Um, so I really wanted to dive into that. That's why I feel like the topic of fear, um, you know, the other four letter word word is such a, a cool topic, man. Cause I feel we all, uh, millennial or not have been, you know, faced with something that's extremely scary to us. And I feel if you can remind yourself that, Hey, like it's just a moment in time. If you go through this, you're going to be experiencing the best joy you've ever felt. That would be a great thing to have. And I feel like too many times, at least in my life, thinking back now before I dive into that, that subject, I know there were probably times that I scared away from it. And I think some of the other traits that we hate about ourselves as millennials do, do, did play a part in that. So definitely want to dive into that um, in the next segment and also discuss that same topic with my brother because my brother has had moments in his life that maybe didn't scare him but scared the shit out of me. So I want to hear you know, his... Uh, take on that and see, you know, how that was able to shape the person he is today. But as always, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Absolutely Fucking Not Podcast. If your host, Day Bar is open, episode nine is underway. It's called Fear.
All right. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Absolutely Fucking Not Podcast with your host, Day Bar is Open, the life and times of millennial. This is episode nine. Episode nine is called Fear. As I mentioned in the intro, um, I really, this topic just came to me last week. I overcame my fear of heights and doing a ropes course and being completely out of my, you know, element per se. Um, it's crazy. The weird thing, side note, it's weird because I'm, I'm terrified of heights, but like I'm super cool and fine on roller coasters, which is insane. Um, I really think it's because on roller coasters, like it's not just me, right? Like I had faith on in the engineers, whoever the fucking built this uh, massive roller coaster that it's going to be absolutely fine. When it came to ropes course in the past, I was just like, dude, it's on me. And if I fucking fall, I don't trust this thin ass rope that this guy's holding on to. Like I'm going to bust my ass and hurt myself. But again, I was able to overcome that fear. Honestly, because I had Will Smith stuck in my head, uh, just saying that bliss was on the other side of fear. So uh, that made me want to think about times in my life. I know millennials, um, you know, friends of mine that we've always had moments in our life, right, that, you know, fear has come in. We're fucking terrified of a specific moment or what may happen. And we have two options, right, either fucking face it head on and propel yourself to the fucking absolute best you can. Or fucking crumble and not even face it, right? You just fucking keep putting it off until maybe that fear blows up into something bigger or worse, right? So I wanted to talk about fear and the fear in my life that I shared experience when it came to work. Um, And this is work when I first got into the workplace after college and then work a year and a, like two years ago when I first started my uh, my current job with my current employer. So a lot of people may know what this 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 term means, um, but if you don't, so I was at these two jobs. I was placed on what was called a performance improvement plan, a PIP, right? And that's a fucking terrifying word for anybody, you know, in corporate America, right? Essentially, a piece of paper you sign saying your current performance is not up to par. If your performance levels does not increase, you know, we have the right to remove you from employment here. And at those, that happened to me twice. It happened to me at the age of 22 and then happened to me at the age of 28. Uh, and I'll put you in, in the, and where I was, obviously I mentioned this before, but I'll give you a, just a quick recap of where I was at the age of 22 when I got my first pit. Um, I was 22 years old, just out of college. Um, I just got, I, I just found a job. It was like the only, like the only job that really, I just needed a job to like, again, just be my own man, right? It wasn't my dream job by any fucking stretch, but it was a job that was willing to pay me a decent income, great potential because it was commission based as well. So I'm like, great, I'll fucking just get this job and I'm getting an apartment by myself, car payments. Again, my, my monthly cost itself bills were, you know, between four and $5,000, maybe not insane for certain people, but for someone out of college who went from zero bills to you need to make sure you have at least four to five grand a month to cover your basic living expenses, that was quite a bit. And then fast forward to the age of 28, um, when I got on my second uh, performance improvement plan my entire career, new job, just... New job, never been in that type of sales environment before, didn't know the market too well, uh, was entering a completely new industry. Um, not to make excuses, but I was just giving you the facts. Uh, just moved out of my uh, apartment with a then-girlfriend, 
just started my MBA program, trying to have my personal a personal life, just a lot going on. Uh, my expenses, though, at this time in my life have skyrocketed. As we talk about, our bills keep getting higher, but our salaries don't. My uh, expenses probably skyrocket to, on a monthly basis to like maybe like $6,500 a month, right? So again, not cheap. Um, and and the performance improvement plan, what it did to me, man, it, 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 the first thing was it scared the living shit out of me. When I was 22 years old, I'm like, I'm like, when I was 22 years, 22 years old, sorry, I didn't tell my mom about this. She's probably going to hear this for the first time on, on, on this episode. So, hey, mom, yes, your son was almost fired. Um, it was terrifying. I was like, bro, like, I just fucking got, like, an apartment. I just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like this can't happen. Right. So again, so much more so now than then when at the age of 22, like I figured it scared the shit out of me so much that it, it ensured that I would never fuck up that bad at that job again. Right. It really, it, it, it put my back against the wall in a serious way that I was like, holy shit, if I lose this job, I'm going to lose everything. And obviously the Material things aren't everything, but for someone who, you know, was being stubborn and put their foot down, like, no, I'm not moving back home. No, I don't want my mom to help me out. No, no one can know about this. Um, like now it's like, holy shit, if you don't do what you need to do and, you know, be right at work, you're going to lose everything. And then you're going to be forced to tell people, hey, I got fired. Hey, I wasn't good enough. Right. So. I think all those fears made me fucking embrace my job more and it made me do well enough to not be on a pip ever again in my five and a half years at that employer. And then five or six months later, I really got, you know, kicking the butt by, you know, my managers and again, shout out to Armando, um, that it made me even excel at a higher level and that, you know, I skyrocketed it up there, you know, their corporate ladder at that employer. But at the age of fast forward now, six years at the age of 28, And my current employer, when they put me on a pip, that was the initial reaction wasn't fear. It was like, yo, fuck them. Right. It was like, I don't need I don't I don't need to be here. Like, it's like, yo, they're not even trying to help me out. Like, it's it's like, yo, what it's I was blaming everyone but myself. Right. It was everyone against, you know, I'm just like, why is it? Why is no one looking out for me, man? I just, you know, I went through a difficult personal time in my life. I'm trying to make it through school, trying to do the right thing there, trying to have a personal life, you know, now on my own that I haven't probably had in four or five years. Like, why is no one trying to help me out? And then I was like, and then I sat down. I'm like, yo, like you, the fear as I got older, it shows at the age of 28, the fear made me truly understand that no one is going to help you out if you're not willing to take ownership of what the fear is. And I needed to take ownership that I wasn't doing my part to be successful at my job and and hence do right by my current employers. So that fear at the age of 28 that, hey, if I get fired, I'm not going to have shit and I'm still going to have to deal with the bills at home, paying for my MBA program and then all that fun I'm having on the weekends and going clubbing and going on trips, that's just all going to come to a drastic end. Plus the awareness of now, man, you can't keep blaming other people for your fuck up, right? Maybe it was easy to blame, you know, someone else for a relationship going wrong or a job going south. But like at the at the age of 28, as you get older, you really need to own your own fuck ups, man. I was fucking up, right? I was putting way more effort into school because I got, you know, had friends there. I was 
I mean, I just wasn't giving it my all, right? I just assumed certain things that this job will come easy and they weren't. So that pip really opened up my eyes to, all right, man, if you keep fucking up, you know, you're going to be having some serious consequences, man. So I embraced it, did what I had to do, um, excelled um, rapidly after that fear kicked in, like, yo, you're going to lose everything, right? So the, the, the reason why I bring up these two topics is, I mean, again, they're, they're very similar because exactly the same exact situation happened. I was put on a performance improvement plan. Is that why did I have to wait for the fear of losing my job, right, and losing my livelihood and losing how I'm going to provide for myself be what accelerated my career at these two opportunities, right? And it reminds me of what everyone keeps saying when I keep doing research on what a millennial characteristics of what a millennial is is the procrastination, right? It took me fucking six, seven months to finally sit down and make this podcast happen. And then it's just funny to me that it took fucking twice for me to be threatened with the idea of losing my job that I had to really kick shit into high gear and excel at my job. And I love my job now. I love my my bosses. I love my coworkers. I love what I do for a living. Like I generally do. But why did it have to wait for me to be be doing a poor job to really excel and really think looking back at it man it's a the the procrastination factor man like i feel like i was super entitled i felt that hey i got this job you know my my credentials you see on my resume like i'm good enough to be here without actually proving myself right like i didn't i didn't prove anything to them and that you just i just assumed because i was hired that was enough and the rest take care of itself so i really what opened my eyes and you know thinking about this subject is that you really need to understand as a millennial or anyone else, man, like we're not just because you were hired or, you know, just because you have a conversation with someone and you, you, you can't take it for granted, right? You can't assume it has, is going to work itself out and you really shouldn't wait for the most terrifying moment in your life to fucking be the thing that pushes you forward to succeed in life. You, I really think just diving back into this and again, it, the fear that came I'm glad that I went through it because it made me a better person and, and, I never, it, and it helped me never get back to that point where, fuck, I'm terrified for my well-being. But I really wish that I was self-motivated, didn't procrastinate on putting in the extra hours to the very last minute when it came to work. Um, and I know a lot of my friends are dealing with the same exact thing that we just constantly put off, you know, what we can do today. My shit might as well do tomorrow, like tomorrow, like it's not going anywhere, right? Um, but then tomorrow may come and you might be in a different spot for facts out of your control. So I just wanted to share that moment and where, you know, fear played a you know pivotal role in helping me succeed. But I wonder if the fear could have been avoided if I would have just been a little bit more, you know, self-motivated initially. So we'll love to hear your ideas on that topic. Hit me up as always on the Twitter page at AFN Podcast or the Instagram page at absolutely fucking not. But what I want to also um, say to this subject and this episode is that I'm super excited for you guys to hear my conversation with my brother. Again, I, it's, and it, it's, it's funny to me because when we were recording it, um, the funny thing is I genuinely think that me and him sound alike. So when I was listening back to it, I'm like, yeah, like I don't want people to think I'm talking to myself. So you're going to hear my baby brother um, in, a couple, in a couple seconds here. Great kid, Chizaya, 23 years old, really at the cutoff point of what a millennial is as far as age is concerned, had his own plans, things shaped out a little bit differently, and he's still trying to excel and do the right thing. Um, again, I try to see him as often as I can, 
talk to him, text him constantly and like on, on social media. But um, this was definitely a cool moment that you get to experience of, you know, a, a brother hanging out with his younger brother and just, you know, wanting the best for him. So hope you guys enjoy that back and forth. As always, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Absolutely Fucking Not Podcast. Be back with Chizay in a second. All right, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Absolutely Fucking Not Podcast. If your host, Daybar, is open, the life and times of millennial, you're tuning in to episode nine. Episode nine is called Fear. And I'm super excited for this segment because I have my baby brother with me, Chizay. What's going on? What's going on, man? Nothing, man. Again, super excited to have you on for multiple reasons. Uh, usually, I don't like working with family, but uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a podcast for another day. Uh, but yeah, man, I wanted to let the people hear your voice. Um, I already mentioned the, in the previous segments were pretty similar. Um, I think we actually sound alike, so that's going to be maybe weird for some people to hear. But uh, right. <laughs> uh, give the people a little bit of intro by yourself. Man, obviously, Chizea, are you 23 now? Uh, yeah, tw- turned 23 a few weeks ago, October 15th. The Jordan year, right, man? So that's a, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, bro, uh, Jordan. Chizea lives in Orlando, like me, born and, born and raised in the Bronx. Um, got the same dad, you know, I loved him since the day he was born. So I just said, I want you to give the people a little bit of, uh, an intro into what, like, your day-to-day look. As of right now, I, I work as a apprentice for Universal Studios, and they're having a new program, which is, thank God, sending me to school, um, which is something I've been wanting to do for a while now, which I, I thank God for every day. So they're paying for me to go to school. I don't have to pay for a dime. Um, and I'll basically be done within a year or two, get me a degree and, you know, start a career, which I've been working on doing for like a few years now. Okay, okay. So when did you actually start working? Like, when is, like, did you actually market, per se? Oh, I started working straight out of high school. Um little jobs here and there i worked at golden corral scrubbing dishes and i moved all the way to ups the um package uh package handler and uh system manager at verizon for a little bit and then uh i was unemployed for a while which made me go crazy then uh i stumbled upon working on you know at universal because it was the only thing that hot was hiring at the time I stood at a, an attractions attendant for a few years until the program showed up, and I've been here for a few months now, and it's been going well so far, so I thank God for it. That's awesome, man. So obviously you've been there, you said, for how many years now? For what? At Universal. Oh, Universal? Yeah, uh, two years now. Two years now, okay. Yeah, yeah working on three. So for people, people who listen to this and don't know how Orlando works, like Universal and Disney obviously located in Orlando, so they do a lot of hiring of just like local youths and younger adults right yeah pretty much. i mean there's older people there's older folks as well but yeah mainly young folk operating the rides and and whatnot all right man so kudos to you to obviously you know exploring what other opportunities they had um out there obviously i'll be honest at first i was like man i didn't want you to do it initially because i was like yes. hesitant because i don't want that to derail you from finishing school right because you're current you were at the time i guess what six months ago at uh valencia right I was at Valencia, um, so I I went straight into 
uh, Valencia right after high school, and I powered through it. I went literally. I took no breaks. I did um, fall semester, spring semester. I even did summer. I didn't have a summer that 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 year right out of high school. Um, then I went and did fall again, and then I started to realize I didn't even want to. I didn't even know what the hell major I wanted to even go for. So I took a, a semester off that turned into two years, and I was like, nah. I got to go back and wish I went back only for one semester. And then I joined the program and then they're sending me to a different school. So I basically, I just jumped from a, one school to another pretty much. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, again, you, everyone has their own, you know, journey. I mean, at no, at no point is it ever like cookie cut for any of us. So I mean, respect for you trying to figure out, you know, what, what's best for you. So, I mean, being in Orlando yes. though, man, how is that for like someone your age? Like what is there? I mean, I talked about in other episodes, like, you know, in South Florida, I have this. When I'm in New York, I try to do that. Like, so in Orlando, for you, man, a 23-year-old handsome-ass motherfucker, because obviously you look like me, <laughs> like, what Like, what do you do for fun? Uh, Bro, honestly, there is the amusement parks. Like, that's one of the biggest things, and obviously I work there. Uh, obviously, me working there is just like any other person working somewhere. You don't ever want to be there. It kind of gets annoying. Like, yo, I don't want to be where I work on my days off. But, you know, it's there's other options that we have. I can go to other amusement parks in the area and for free because of where I work. So it's actually pretty cool. I don't always have to go to the same place. And on top of that, Orlando has a lot of other, like, um, museums and a lot of art that I – that you know, me and also like my girlfriend, we, we, we tend to go to and, and see different, like different types of things, man. It's not always, it's not, people think Orlando and they automatically think Disney. Which no, is, bro. People think Florida and think Disney. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, no, for real, but yeah, I guess, yeah, it's true. But like uh, specifically, they think Orlando, they think Disney and look, yo, it boggles my mind. Disney's not even in Orlando. It's in Kissimmee, but re- regardless of the fact, um, there's, there's other things to do, man. Like I, we, Bro, like, I, I, we went, I went to Barnes & Noble's the other day, I sound, I, I sound, I'm 23 years old, I sound old as hell, but I went to Barnes & Noble's the other day, and we, I just got a book, and I read, um, but I, I guess if I would say, like, other people, aside from me, they, a lot of the, a lot of the scene is going downtown, and, uh, clubbing, going to hookah lounges, um, there's International Drive, which basically is a strip, it's mainly for tourists, but it's also cool for, you know, the locals, it's nothing but chain restaurants, and um, we have the Orlando Eye, which is the big Ferris wheel that matches the one in England. Right. Um, the they have the new Sky Sky. I forgot what it's called, but it's like it's basically a swing that literally goes almost like 200 feet in the air, and you can see like all of Orlando. I, I tried that. I almost had a heart attack, but it was dope. <laughs> but I, I, you know, it's, it's there's things to do out here, man. Like I. I I went fishing like a few months ago with some of my friends, uh, all the way down to Cocoa Beach. We got got up at the crack of ass and went fishing. Like, I, there's a lot of different things that you know I do. All right, good man. So I'm glad you're not just you know stuck you know riding. It's a small world after all at Disney World every day. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. There's other uh, stuff for you to do out there. Honestly, I didn't even know about the art stuff. I know obviously there's a a ton of restaurants out there, which is I mean we always go out and hang out at different bars. Every time I come and see you, yeah, but yeah I, didn't, I didn't know about that. That's pretty cool, man. You have museums and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not no it's not no Wynwood in, in Miami that you took me to. It's not like that, but it's it's still like it's still cool. You know what I mean? 
No, for sure. No, it's. I mean, I always have a good time. But obviously, I'm always seeing you and uh and our sister and uh you know. So that, that's always fun. But so clearly, I mean, yeah. it, it seems that Orlando. And we'll get to the topic of the day again. It's episode nine. Absolutely fucking not. Uh, the topic of fear yeah. in a second. But it, it seems that Orlando had a pivotal role, you know, and the and the person you are today. So, and the person you are today is a 23 year old, you know, trying to you know wrap up school and maybe you know propel themselves to a different life, right? So. Before all that, though, when you were coming up and when now when people say the word millennial, man, like what comes to your mind? What comes? Um, well, funny, funny thought is I didn't know I categorized as a millennial. And so you made this whole podcast and you mentioned that I am in that vicinity. So I recently learned that. Um, but besides that, uh, what I would say Man, I understand that they call us the selfish generation, and I feel like mm, I feel like that's half true, and also I believe that's not true. You you you've hit this on some of your other episodes, but it's true, man. Like we don't have the same luxuries people had, like you know our our parents and our grandparents had back in the day. Like we, you, you know, we don't. The economy's different, living situations are different. There's a lot of things going on nowadays that had to transition with us that we had to transition into in this in this new life that they didn't have to deal with back then, you know? And it's it's kinda it's kinda sucks that that's what they categorize us as the as the selfish generation because, you know, that's it's not our fault that things happen the way they did, you know what I mean? Right, right. No, things uh things definitely progress and I don't know sometimes like I mentioned before, it's it's good, it's bad, but it's definitely just different, right? Yeah, um, exactly. So, I mean, they remove the word millennial, man. When you were coming up in like middle school, high school, again, because you are, you, it is what it is. Like, we're that 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 yeah. that term is us, right? But yeah. when you were coming up, like, what were certain expectations you had coming through middle school, high school, and like at around the age of eighteen? Like, what did you expect of your life, and you know how has that played out over the last four or five years? Well, in all right, so middle school, I was we were, I was still in New York, um, and and that time my mindset was I just have to get through this, get through high school, get into college, and just get me uh you know just try to make a living here in New York because I just didn't I didn't think I was going anywhere I was I thought at that time I was just gonna stay in New York and just you know whatever right um, had the the blessing of our, our our older brother Chris. He moved me and my mom's down here for high school, and it kind of changed my mind. I, I there wasn't just New York to me. It was there's like a whole there's a whole world outside of the Bronx and Manhattan and just New York City itself. So I embraced that and I and I loved it. I didn't like it at first. I hated it, but it grew on me, and it it showed me that there's. It's a lot of different. Yo, I didn't even. Yo, did you? I didn't even know what a uh, what Colombians were. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that was actually right. Because like, all you knew was your neighborhood. Your neighborhood. Oh yeah, all our I knew neighborhood was, was Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, and Blacks. Yeah, yo. When I met my, when I first, when I went to high school and they, I, I met a I met a I met someone. They were like, I'm Colombian. I was like, what? I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. Like that's I didn't have that in my upbringing. I was like, yo, that's that's crazy. But you know, I, I was open. In, I was open to new things and 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 met new people and I I got to see how people live different in different places and it made me just want to do more with myself rather than just live a basic life of just you know going to work uh and just you know just having a simple life i i it made me want to go to school but for me 
you know, I, I, I did go, end up going to college, but still didn't figure out what I wanted to do. But I don't blame myself for that. It just things happen. Um, but I just knew I wanted to do something more rather than just stay stuck in one place for the rest of my life, you know? Right. And that's, that's what I gained from coming out here, which I thank uh, our brother Chris for that, for moving me out here. Because uh, I, I don't know what would have happened if I stood up there in New York, man. Yeah, no. So, I mean, you got to travel, right? You got to open your eyes to... You get stuck in the in the routine of what is your your surroundings, right? So, I mean, obviously yeah. now you being, you know, uprooted at an early age, now your entire situation changed, man. So, obviously, you, be able, you were able to find the beauty in it. Um, mm-hmm. At first, it sucked because, you know, you lose all your friends and family, like, in a day. Exactly. So, <laughs> that, that sucks. Yeah, um, All right, man. So, obviously, now you're 23. I mean, yeah. so you, you graduated at 18. You know, mm-hmm. some things you said, like you 17. said. 17, 17, perfect. So, yeah. 17, so that's, you know, past five years, now you've been an adult, quote unquote. Um, I'm 30, I don't think I'm an adult yet, but, you know, according to everybody else, we're adults now. So, how have you been able to deal with that burden of being an adult? Uh, I guess, yeah, I mean, that's what they classify us as, but I would say, yeah, I had to be an adult at a very young age. Like, you know, I didn't have... I didn't end up living with my mom recently that I left a few years ago. Like I ended up having to live by myself with our sister. Like I still had a roommate, but it's like, there's no parent around, you know, you got like, yo, that's it. You guys are on your own. Facts. And it's like, that hit me. I was like, Oh shit, this is real. Like I actually got to like work and pay my own way. I can't just like worry about mom and pop helping me out. Like I got to do this by my own, like, you know, by myself. And that was like, what, 20, 21? Like, you know, that I was like, damn. And then I see other people, you know, that I, that I, that coworkers or friends that they still live with their moms and their dad. And they, they get the luxury of, you know, they can go and do other things that I, I'm not able to do, like go traveling, which is like things that I, you know, I want to do. I want to go, I want to go to Italy. I want to do other things, but you know, I got priorities. I got bills that I got to pay. And I can't do that, you know, unless I save up for it, which, you know, I, I do. But I wish I could do that more often. But, you know, I, I feel like I was thrown into being an adult, not as early as other people that I know, but, you know, early enough, like 20, 19, 20, 21, like I had to start doing things for myself and not worry about my mom and dad helping me get through shit, you know? 100%. No, 100%, man. Thank you for sharing. That's pretty, you know, vulnerable thing to share. So I appreciate you talking about that. Um, so let's bring it full circle, man, to the topic at hand today in episode nine, uh, fear, man. So can you recall one mo- moment that you were genuinely fearful, like like scared about anything? It could be a situation with uh, somebody else or just an overall situation in your life that had you fucking scared? Um, yeah, I mean, I would go back to about a year or two ago i believe it was uh my so one thing my mom always told me is to never go to an atm at night um uh, you know us as a guy i don't know if it's a millennial thing or us just as our our just kids that we don't listen to our parents right i just you know i ignored it like yeah mom, don't worry about it yeah i won't do it i won't do it i won't do it i won't do it you know um but i you know i had some money I had to put in the bank one night and I went to an ATM and I had to get out because uh, the drive-thru wasn't working 
And when I went to start putting money in my account, a uh, dude ran up on me, and I was at gunpoint. I don't think I ever told anyone this, so it's kind of... Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you definitely didn't know. Um, pops don't, yeah, Pops don't know. I don't Break, think breaking news, everybody. <laughs> breaking fucking news, bro. Yeah, so I was at gunpoint, um, and what was very hurtful is that that money I really needed, because I, I, I was taking it from one account and putting it into others to pay Brent, and yeah, dude uh, came up on me. Yo, he, he, he literally... Took all my money, dog. I was like, yo, give me everything you just have. And I just thought, yo, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not, my life is too uh, valuable. I'm like, yeah, yo, take, take what you want, dog. I was, I thought he was going to take the car too, man. But he just, he just wanted the money. He did. He just ran into like, he, he came out of nowhere and then he just disappeared into the, into the, into the woods. I was like, yo, where the hell? I didn't care. I just got in my car and I just went home and went about my day. So that, I, I always, consider myself like not fearful of things up until that moment uh, but yo at that moment when you see a gun in your face bro i was like fuck and yeah i, I, I was scared as hell man no 100 percent, man so how did that i mean that's good thank you so much for sharing that that is crazy first of all again like, like i said earlier i genuinely did not know that story so that's fucking yeah. insane that you had to deal with that at the what the age of 21 i would that was yeah i was 21 man yeah i was actually 21 okay, 2021 <laughs> Me, me saying that there's never a good age to get held up at gunpoint, but obviously at the age of 21, it's yeah. still like, holy shit, this is real life right now. So yeah. a moment like that, though, man, because obviously this is all about, like, I shared a couple stories in previous segments and, like, how certain fear moments, like, I embraced a little bit to fucking move forward. So how did that moment specifically, like, shape things you did in the future? Well, for sure, I don't go to the ATM at night anymore. No, That's, no. For, 100%. That's for facts. 100%. That's definitely a no-no. I like I had I had to eventually do it, but like I started. That's just me being the the way I am. I don't know. I just wired. I don't know if I was around my 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 our parents my parents so much that I just do things old school. But I forget everything is on the phone now. I just do shit digitally. So I just everything now I just transfer over over the phone through apps and stuff. So I don't even have to worry about doing shit like that anymore. But I just recently started doing things like that. Every, I always did like things manually, like yo, know, I just do it by, I just do it myself, like don't worry about it, like. But now I'm doing everything digitally through the through the apps, and you know, if I get direct deposit, I just do what I got to do type shit. I don't have to. So being held myself. at gunpoint made you embrace technology. Uh, yeah, I would say, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, it, it made me embrace it as, as in that in that aspect of like banking or something, other other things, not not really, but yeah, it, yeah, it, it helped me like yo, like bro. You can't be, cause I I the thing I I got I used to get paid at night. That was the that was the thing. So right. that's why I, I got I just got paid right now. Let me go put this shit in my account. But like I was like, yo, forget that. I'm not doing that shit ever again. Um, I fuck. I really hope my mom doesn't hear this shit. Cause she, nah, it's, <laughs> she's gonna, I, I don't think it's gonna, um, it's not it's not hitting her demographic. But then question though, so yeah. like, so obviously that made you change like tangible physical things you did when it came to like depositing money. But like emotionally, yeah. like psyche wise, did it make you want to like? Oh like, no! Did it make yeah. you like uh, fucking like flash like your life before your eyes, or did you fucking yeah. like like uh, how did it change certain parts of that part of your life? I did at the moment. It wasn't like a flash before my eyes. Uh, it would. It just like on on the real. It just happened so quick. Like I was in a daze, pretty much. Like I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't believe that what happened really just happened. Kind of a thing. Um. So I just went home and whatever. Uh. But I w I'm not one to have like 
night terrors or, or nightmares or something like that. But after that, it, it happened for a while. So I was, I would go to sleep and I would just dream of, you know, being at gunpoint. And in the dream, I actually, got, I would get shot. So I, I'd wake up like at like three in the morning, four in the morning, like sweating bullets because I'm thinking I'm dead. And I'm like, oh, what the hell? Like it would, it would trip me out to the point that I couldn't sleep sometimes. Um, so so how did you get over that? Lot. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I say, how did you get over that? Oh, um, I bro, with time, honestly, I, I didn't. There wasn't, there wasn't no remedy. There wasn't like a video I had to watch to like make me forget. Like that stayed, that stood with me till today. You know what I'm saying? But I just. Little by little, I would try to, like, not think about it. And then, like, after a few weeks, even, like, a few months, I just stopped dreaming about it. Like, it just... Because that was, that was really... That was really... I didn't think about it throughout the day. I didn't do... You know, I just tried to forget about it. It was just, like, at night, my brain just worked that way. And it would just remember that event. And it just, like... It just messed with me. And that's why I would have those dreams. But after, like... After time went by, I was just like, yo, I'm not, like... It just stopped. I just stopped thinking about it. I started thinking about it less and less, and then it just like it, it it went away. All right, man. Man, it's pretty deep. I mean, again, so at least best case scenario out of that, you get help at gunpoint. You figure out how to work direct deposit on your you know Chase account. So <laughs> yeah, this is kind of a embarrassing topic, I guess to say. But yeah, no, nah, man, it's a it's a super vulnerable moment, moment, man. I want you to thank you so much, honestly, for sharing that. Uh, and again, man, real, again, the real reason why I wanted to have you on the on the show. Um, the same way like I had Rich on last week and my other friends who like have had a, a huge impact on me, man. Like again, it was it was what it's me, you. As far as our brothers are concerned, it's your you, me, uh, Chris, Pete, and Alex. Um, I mean, I consider myself probably closest to you. But, uh, you know, just yeah. it's just an age. I think we're super yeah. similar, man. But I mean, your story has always been a compelling one for me to just to talk about to anyone I know, man. That's why I wanted people to listen to it to, to listen to it. Cause again, you're a millennial that doesn't really fit the mold whatsoever, right? Like you had a completely different upbringing than I did in Orlando. You decided that, Hey, I want to be the man, but you became the man at a very early age, right? At least I had the, the benefit of my mom paying for a lot of shit. So I was like 22 and at, yeah. at, at fucking 19, 18, it was like, all right, it's on you now. And yeah. honestly, dude, I don't know how I would have done in that situation. So I'm super proud of the way you've dealt with that. I know you had like, like you said, there's probably moments you wish you could just like not have to deal with that, bro. But I mean, I I generally think like when I told you in private conversation, like those struggles are going to make you definitely a stronger person come, you know, four or five years now. So when you're 30, like my old ass, like you're going to probably be in a better spot than I am because you had to deal with that shit. Because I know the struggles I had in my mid twenties definitely made me a better person today. So, um, I appreciate you dog. You fucking are phenomenal. I love you. Uh, thank you you so much for, uh, you know, tuning into the episode every single, you know, tuning into my new episodes every single week. And then obviously I appreciate you, uh, you know, jumping on today. No problem, bro. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man. Alright man, so this is uh, again one of the the second to last segment on this episode, episode 9 Fear on the Absolute Fucking Not Podcast with your boy Day Bar is open. Be back in a quick second. Alright, thank you again for tuning in to this episode of the Absolute Fucking Not Podcast with your host Day Bar is open.
how cool was that, man? I back and forth for my brother, Chizea. Man, I wanted to uh, shout out one of his social media pages, but he honestly doesn't use social media like the way I do. So not going to even waste your time with giving him his giving you his Instagram um, handle because he's never going to check it, to be honest. But uh, man, Chizea is a super special kid, man. Super special. Love, you know, love that he got super vulnerable. Um, share some things that I didn't even fucking know about that. Holy hell, that, 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 the gunpoint thing threw me completely off because I was like, um, excuse me, you were what? Um, I generally did not know that. He, when we were talking beforehand, he did not mention he's going to bring something like that up. So trust me, it caught me off guard as well. But uh, again, a super, uh, super, super amazing story. Um, again, someone who was, you know, different upbringing is me, but we're so similar, man. Like That's why I think I connect with Chizea the most, not because we're similar in age, but um, our demeanors are very similar. If you're if you're close to us, we treat you like you're the best thing in the world. And if we don't know you that well, we keep you probably at, at, at arm's left because we're not at arm's length, sorry, because, you know, it takes a while to open up to people. So again, I'm glad you're able to hear his story. Thank you again, Chizea, for, uh, you know, sharing that. Last segment here. So again, I wanted to talk about you know, other ways fear has shaped my life. And then do I really embrace that or did I shy away? So again, when it came to work, um, when I was placed on those, uh, you know, you know, kind of like final notices at work per se, um, I embraced it, right? I embraced the, 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 I remember one of my boys always had a phrase, embrace the suck, right? I embraced that. I was like, fuck that. I, I'm not going to be defeated when it comes to this. I'm going to prove everybody wrong. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to succeed at this. And that's what I did, right? Fear made me fucking excel at work at a rate that I didn't even know was possible, right? But there were other times in my life that I didn't initially, you know, have the same reaction to fear. Um, Fear actually made me break down and maybe act completely out of character. And then, um, and I really believe that as I look back as fucking from the age of like 18 to now, man, I think there was a genuine fear factor when it came to relationships and the fear of being alone. Um, and I say that now, but there were hints of it along the way. I think my mom even said that once. I just broke up with someone and I got into a relationship like three weeks later. And my mom's like, yo, are you, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, man, like she's, she's, you know, she's a cool girl. I'm going to try this out. And she's like, I genuinely, I was like 25, man. And she's like, I think you have a fear of being alone. And I laughed it off. I'm like, nah, like relax. That's not a thing. Um, but as I look back at it now, man, like from the age of 18 to 28, that's 10 years, a decade, I had three to four, uh, I had three long-term relationships, like long fucking term, right? And there was plenty of moments throughout that relationship that the shit was not working. Like some of those five-year or four-year relationships could have ended after a year or a few months because clearly we weren't compatible but I think I kind of forced them and wanted them to work so bad because I was genuinely afraid of like, I'm not trying to be myself, man. That shit looks, you know, weak. <laughs> like I'm not trying to be alone dealing with, you know, the, 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 the idea of what I thought would be being single, right? And they either going out and having to deal with, you know, approaching a girl, you know, again, I'm, 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 I'm introverted. Like that doesn't come natural to me. Like, I don't just, you know, go up to females and, you know, drop a one-liner. Like, that was never me. So maybe the fear of that. Um, And then I also believe that 
another fear I had about being alone is because I always assumed that, hey, man, that's what, like you're meant to be with someone, right? Like no one wants to die alone. And you, you, you assume that the perfect life means having a you know, husband and wife, the kids, the whole nine yards. And I was genuinely afraid of being alone, man. And I, that, that, and I wish I would have had the same reaction to it the same, when I had work issues to this fear. And unfortunately, I, I wasn't aware that of the Will Smith saying, right, bliss is on the other side of fear. Will Smith wasn't dropping a phenomenal Instagram videos back then. Um, I wish he was, probably could have helped me out back then. But I was, I would prolong these situations, man, and be, you know, at times miserable and not, you know, handling myself well. And then as I got older and I, you know, was finally alone, um, you know, I was fucking act, 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 acting out of character because I, I had the same habits come up, right? I wanted to get right back in a relationship, right? I figured that'd be the best way to solve it, right? And then I'd be going out way too much or just fucking, you know, not even really liking someone, but trying to fucking make it work, right? Because again, I was fucking terrified. Like, yo, I gotta, you have to be with someone. And, And I just started fucking realizing, bro, like that idea of being with someone, um, constantly, at least it, 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 was it helping the situation, right? It wasn't making me happier. It wasn't making me fucking more joyful about my situation. I was fucking miserable, right? Because I was enforcing a situation. I was not being who I am, right? And I think I finally found joy and peace in who I was um, after I embraced the the biggest fear I had of being alone. I was like, all right, I'm going to accept this, right? I'm going to be by myself. I'm going to see what I like to do. I'm going to see what some of my favorite things are. I'm going to see what some of my things, some of the things I don't enjoy are, you know, figure out what my likes and dislikes are. Um, and then in that, I'll figure out exactly who the fuck I am as a human being, right? And I, I became super selfish the past year and a half because I, I just needed to be, right? I had, I finally embraced the fear, being alone. And I found bliss on the other side of that. I can genuinely say these last, you know, these last year or so I finally am the person you know who I thought I should be like my friend see my you know Pablo tells me all the time when the person he met the first day of the NBA program is not the person he hangs out with today like he sees a a genuine joy in the way I go about things um and I and I and I think who know the person I mean obviously my girlfriend now um you know who I love and hope I'm gonna be with forever I think you know but not even just her like the people around me are benefiting from me just being more aware of my own feelings and who I am as a person, right? And I feel I would have never come if I didn't embrace that fear I had of being by myself. So I think it's just funny how, you know, you assume one thing your entire life, like, hey, this is, you know, the cookie cutter plan that I see in front of us, you know, by, you know, the the people other, you know, the generations before us, as far as you feeling you have to be with someone, but it's it's only when you truly embrace what terrifies the living hell out of you that you may truly enjoy, you know, the happiness you probably never even dreamt of. Um, and in those two situations that really have played a pivotal part of my life because I'm able to fucking afford, you know, stuff by still being employed and excelling in my job, you know, I think so at least. Um, and then, you know, finally going through some heartaches and embracing the fear of being, you know, single and alone, I was able to actually find joy. And it's just funny that you have to experience those absolutely terrifying moments that come out of it on 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 the other side um 
So yeah, man, fear is a, fear is a beautiful thing, right? Uh, you know, my fucking little brother was held, held up at gunpoint. Um, and, I, and I'm sure, I don't think he got to it, but I'm sure there's other moments in his life that that moment helped him deal with other shit, right? Like, hey, this is not as bad as that, right? Um, no situation at school is going to be worse than the situation he dealt with at that ATM at the age of 21. So I think it's just a, a cool idea of how you can embrace your fear and come out of it in a better spot. And what I've also realized as well is that it's okay to be fearful. It's okay to have the feeling of being scared. I didn't know that before. I felt it was maybe a side of weakness of being afraid. That's why I never expressed to people my fear of heights or I never told people I was struggling at work because I was afraid of you know, admitting that, hey, I'm fucking scared, scared and terrified right now. It's okay to have those feelings. It means you're a fucking human being. Um, but obviously it's on you to fucking embrace that and absolutely go full, full steam with it because again, you're going to find bliss on the other side. So thank you so much for you guys for tuning in. I hope all that made sense. Again, I, you guys, I want to hear from you guys as well and, you know, share some moments where you guys were fucking terrified and how you reacted to it. Did you have the same successes, um, immediately or were they, you know, over time or, you know, was there a couple of times that you just prolonged? actually, you know, understanding what you're, you're, you're afraid of, man. So please get at me on the uh, Twitter page at AFN podcast. And as always on the uh, absolutely fucking not um, Instagram page at absolutely fucking not know you after the F. Um, as far as, you know, updates on what low key Danny's going to be doing this weekend. Um, super, super chilled. Um, trying to figure out some living situations as far as, um, you know, if, we're gonna, if I'm moving in into a, a bigger place or going to say in my current situation, going to do a little bit of uh, some real estate shopping online and then I'm um, going to chill with some friends. Um, one of uh, my favorite pastors is going to be at a church that I go to. So going to do that and just, uh, you know, be super, super relaxed, man. But uh, excited as always to be doing this episode 10, going to hopefully be the best one. Um, as I promise you guys, I'm going to be doing 10 episodes and then uh, maybe take a little hiatus just to, you know, figure out the next game plans for this this podcast, take it to the next level. But I just want to thank you guys, as always, for tuning in to the Absolutely Fucking Not podcast. Again, I don't take this for granted. You guys tuning in for 45 minutes to an hour, an hour every single week. So I appreciate you guys. If you need anything, you know where to reach me. Peace.